You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Can God Provide is the title of this devotion. And I understand that many of you will go, well, that's a bit of a strange question to ask. Of course, God can provide. However, that spirit of faith is very important because there's a lot of areas in our lives where we can have a lack of that faith. We don't live in that spirit of faith that God can provide here in this area. So no, I'm not gonna be afraid. And no, I'm not gonna worry. And no, I'm not gonna let the anxiety of the circumstances overtake me. I'm gonna hold fast in faith because my God can provide here. And that we have that can-do spirit in us, that godly kind of can-do, I can do all things that spirit of faith that God is looking for in each and every one of our hearts. And He really is looking for that. The Bible says in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 9 verse 16 or 16 verse 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord run through and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for those whose hearts are loyal to Him. And God was saying this in reference to King Azam, who had so believed God previously when he was being attacked by the Ethiopian army of over a million foot soldiers that came against him. And Asa said, Lord, in his youth as a young king, he said, Lord, I know you can save through many or through few, through strong or through weak. Oh God, save us. And the Lord brought about the great salvation for Asa. And he knew it was the Lord who did it. And Asa was a king who started out so well in his faith. But when he grew old, he lost that can-do when he was ill in his feet. He did not go to the Lord for help. He just wouldn't do it. No matter how much he was persuaded to go to the Lord, he just wouldn't do it. And I, and I find that hard to think that people who used to be so on fire for God and, and, and knew He could do anything, now don't go to Him for almost anything anymore. They kind of rely on themselves or on others. And I want to encourage you today, be somebody who not just in your youth has the can-do Lord, you can do anything, but that you have it in old age too. David was a man who had it in his youth. He says, the lion came against me, the bear came against me to take a lamb from the flock, but I slew them both because the Lord, the Lord can also slay this Goliath, this giant. And David had that can-do spirit of faith when he was young, but he also had it when he was old, if you read Psalm 71. I want to take you here to Numbers chapter 11, starting at verse 17. It's really interesting if you look at this because this was a really interesting time in the life of the children of Israel. And 
it really was an interesting time. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this later this week, about this time. But it was a real pressure time of incredible heights of Moses having to intercede for the children of Israel who had committed a horrific sin by making a golden calf and worshiping it and saying this is the God who brought us out of Egypt and offending the Most High who had revealed himself to them as the Lord Jehovah and, and, and being about to be destroyed but through the intercession of Moses being saved by God's mercy and grace. And, and here came the revelation about building the tabernacle and, and at the same time there was complaining of the people that they didn't have any meat to eat and they used to have it in Egypt and now they don't. And some of that behavior was extremely offensive to the Lord when in Egypt they were slaves and now they're sons and they ought to rejoice in whom, whom they are before God and whom God is for them. And they were, this was all going on. And, and here Moses is in the middle of, of having to bear 600,000 men besides women and children that he had to bear all of them and carry them in their household, 600,000 households, so to speak. And he had to carry them and it was too much for him. And all of these things were coming and, and, and happening in his life. In other words, what I'm trying to show you, it's, it's in a time like we're in right now where there's so much change in the world. There's so much going on that we can see the Lord provide in ways that we will look back at and say, wow, when we went through that pandemic, when we, the world changed and that's when God, that's when God, you hear me? So listen to this. This is Moses. The Lord says I, in, in, in Numbers chapter 11, verse 17, I will come down and talk with you there. I will take the spirit that's upon you and I will put it the same upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. Then you shall say to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. You shall eat meat for you have wept in the hearing of the Lord saying, who will give us meat to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat and you shall eat. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor 10 days, nor 20 days, but for a whole month you shall eat. So here Moses is bringing in 17 new leaders and God's going to take the anointing that's upon him and put it upon them to enable them to minister together with Moses to, to the 600,000 households, right? And here at the same time this is happening, the Lord says, I'm going to show you my provision that I can do this. And look what Moses says here in verse 21. And Moses said, the people whom I am among are 600,000 men on foot. Yet you have said, I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to provide enough for them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to provide enough for them? Do you see? how all of us, if it can happen to Moses, it can happen to you and me, that all of us can be overwhelmed and say, Lord, 
Can you answer this? Can you? That's what Moses was saying, Lord, come on, you say you're going to feed them with meat every day for a whole month, Lord. Are you, are you being serious here? In other words, is it possible that God could come to you today and say, I can do this for you more than you could even dare ask, hope or pray? I can do this. I can do this more than you can ask, hope or pray. Come on, what would it be that you would look at today and say, Lord, can you do this? Can you? Can God provide? Can God do this? I know you may religiously say, oh, God can do anything. No, no, no. Look at your situation. Can God do this? That's Moses, you could see, was overwhelmed. Moses just, the burden was so enormous. Can, can, can you do this? And the Lord said to Moses in verse 23 of Numbers 11, has the Lord's arm been shortened? In other words, has there been any limit to my power in your life? Now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. And my goodness, did the Lord provide. His wind blew and brought in these little quails, the little bitty birds, and they taste just like chicken. And he brought these birds in and they flattered above the lamp, above the camp, around the camp, only about a foot off the ground that people could just grab these birds and they could, they could prepare them and eat them. And God provided. So what am I trying to talk to you about in this devotion? Can God provide? You know, I love this about the heart of Job. I, I, I've, I so look forward to meet this precious man in heaven. He has been such an inspiration and help to me. And I daily need actually that inspiration that comes through him that despite that he was tried to the uttermost, he never gave up faith in God and he stayed loyal and was blameless before the Lord in faith. He was blameless in his trust. He said in chapter 23, after the Lord himself has searched my heart, he himself will bring me forth pure as gold. In other words, the Lord himself will declare me blameless in his sight. You see, God declared him blameless in heaven and God declared him blameless on earth. Oh, I love the Lord God that what he says he will do, he will bring to pass and that what he has spoken, he will perform. Oh, how good it is when you know this in your spirit. The Lord has said it, he will do it. The Lord has spoken it, he will perform it in me. And here we see Job, while he's still in the great pain of his trial in Job chapter 42. And he says to the Lord in the last chapter, verse two, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. While Job was in the face of all his pain and trials, he kept having that faith. I know God can do this. I know God can provide. And the Lord spoke to the three friends that had so wounded him and crushed him for all, some, some say nine months, 
that they kept on pushing and pushing on Job's conscious and precious soul, saying the root cause of your suffering is in you. You read this in chapter 19, verse 28. And Job said, no, I know my Redeemer lives. No, I know I'm right in His sight. No, no, I do not agree with your gospel that the reason I'm suffering is because of my failures. I don't know why I'm suffering, but one thing I know God is for me. Oh, I love Job's heart. And the Lord rebuked those three friends and said, you have not represented me rightly as my servant Job has. Now go and bring me an offering before my servant Job and my servant Job will pray for you for I have lifted his face in my presence and when he prays for you, I will hear you. For your sin of misrepresenting is so great you should die for it. But if my servant Job will pray and whilst Job had suffered from these three men, he prayed for forgiveness for them. Oh, how I love Job, that even though he had suffered from them, he did not treat them the way he, they had treated him. He had every right to accuse them when they had no right to accuse him. And yet he forgave them on God's behalf. Oh, I see Jesus in Job in such a beautiful way. And then look at this, look at this. Verse 10, and the Lord restore, restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then all his brothers and all his sisters and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity the Lord had brought upon him. Each one gave him a piece of silver and each one a ring of gold. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than the beginning for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of, ox, uh, of oxen and 1,000 female donkeys and also had seven sons and three daughters and so forth and so forth. And if you go back to chapter one of, of Job, you can see that the Lord gave him exactly double to what he had lost. In other words, God keeps count of what you lose. He cares about every, every, every animal that was taken from Job, every child that was taken, God restored it. And he gave him double the animals. You see, God is willing to provide, but we need to believe, can, God provides. So let me give you in closing of this devotion a few thoughts. In Malachi chapter 3, the Lord says, return to me in chapters 3 verse 6, return to me. And the people say, in which way should we return to you? And the Lord says, you don't love, show your love for me in your offerings. You've stopped tithing. And what you do give is what you don't want. Return to me, bring me your first love. When you bring your offering, give me the first and give me what is the best. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven, rebuke the devourer for your sake and bless you with a blessing that's greater than you can contain where nations will call you blessed. So if we think about can God provide, let's stay in the right position with Him. Let's prioritize our lives 
That's number one. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, do not allow your lives to be overcome with worry concerning your daily cares of what you will eat and what you clothe yourself with and so forth. But do not allow your lives to be overcome with care, but seek first my kingdom and righteousness and all these things shall be added to you for my Father knows what you have need of. So you could see, to see that spirit of God can provide strong in our lives, we gotta keep our priorities right. We gotta stay in the right position. And then lastly, but not least, we read in Mark chapter nine, let's, let's just quickly go there. Mark chapter nine, about a father who came to Jesus because his son was being plagued. His son was mentally uh, a bit broken and the enemy took advantage of them of tormenting his son and causing him to try to commit suicide and everything. I really hate the devil, how he takes advantage of people's vulnerabilities in whatever area of their being. And this man had come to, to the disciples, but they could not help him get free from these demonic torments. And the man brought him to Jesus and he said to Jesus in Mark chapter 9, um, he said to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You see, sometimes we just need Jesus to help us in our faith, to again put us into that place where we have this absolute knowing, my God, my God, I know there's nothing you cannot do and there's no purpose that can be withheld from you. Thank you, Father, for this situation, that you're in command of it. Thank you, Father, for your provision in this situation. Thank you, Father. And we have that breath of God in our spirit. God can provide. We have that breath of God. Jesus brings that breath of God into your bosom right now, into your heart and mind right now. And my goodness, you'll see a breakthrough. Amen. Have a good day.